Hi, welcome to Resilient Retrospections. I'm Scarlett Peacefield, and this is episode one of our brand new podcast. Thanks for being here. This is Resilient Retrospections, the memories and lessons of an abused child. I know that sounds really exciting um, and really cheery, um, but basically this is um, a podcast that I've I've been kind of cooking up in my mind and I've been looking forward to uh, moving into the new year here. Um, I have a long history of, of abuse as a child and as a young adult, and I'm creating this podcast, I think basically just as an outlet for me to be able to kind of share uh, my experiences and, you know, just kind of recall them um, from the very beginning, from what I remember in the very start of my childhood. Um, I think just as a chance to kind of revisit what revisit what has happened to me and give voice to it, because honestly, I don't think, you know, for me or for a lot of people who have been abused as a child or as an adult, I don't think a lot of us have had the opportunity to um, speak out and share our stories, you know, as very matter-of-factly um, and, you know, with in, in great detail. Um, so that is exactly what I plan to do with this podcast. Um, so obviously, trigger warnings, um, you know, this is obviously some dark content matter. Um, but I think um, what my, my plan to do for this podcast is to kind of revisit some of these memories um, and experiences that I've had. Um, and maybe do that for about 30 minutes and then spend the last, you know, 20 to 30 minutes kind of talking about how I coped at that point in my life with the events that were taking place um, or, you know, with some self-help tools that I've kind of learned as I've gotten older um, to manage some of the, some of the, um, you know, traumatic things that have happened to me. So with that, thank you for being here um, and please let's get started. Um, in this episode, I wanted to address my first memory. Um, so it seems like a fitting place to start for our first episode. Um, in my first memory, I'll kind of just dive right in here. Um, my first memory, I think I was probably about, I don't know, around two perhaps. And my first memory, it starts out with me in a basement. Um, and the lights are kind of dim. Like on the ceiling, I remember there being some like fluorescent bulbs. Um, and maybe some of them were burnt out. But I remember being in this basement and there were lots of puzzles around. And these puzzles, there's a bunch of different ones and they were huge. And the one I remember specifically was um, this Garfield puzzle. And I was looking at it and I remember running my fingers over this puzzle and thinking about how great it would feel to kind of take this gigantic puzzle pe puzzle apart. Um, so that's what I did. I started taking it apart and, um, you know, I just remember just like kind of destroying it and I really enjoyed it. But then something happened. Um, I'm not sure what happened to bring me upstairs, but something brought me upstairs and the next part of this memory I just remember hanging on to my mom uh, my legs were kind of wrapped around her tightly and I was she was holding on to me really tightly and um, she just I remember her saying don't let go and my dad walked up 
and um, he was trying to pull me off of her and was saying, let go, let go, and I wouldn't. I just hung on, and then the next thing I remember, um, he, like, basically just bitch slapped her really hard um, and then left. So that's my first memory, and from kind of what I've put together um, in my mind of what kind of that situation was, um, my mom, I think, I don't know if this is true or not, I've never actually asked her because I don't have much of a relationship with her anymore at this point, um, I think it may have been the time when I was young, my, uh, my mom kidnapped me, um, like when she and my father were getting divorced, and um, I think she just ran off with me, and nobody knew where I was, and my dad had to hire a detective, um, and it was kind of just a hot disaster, and in my mind, I think I've kind of remember this I don't know if this was the night that he found me but it seems like it seems in my mind that that may have been that night that he indeed found me after he had been looking for me for about six months um so that is my first memory it's totally a joy um but other memories that I have from around that time um and I think with this podcast I intend to kind of move chronologically as best as I can um so I'm just going to kind of recall now some of the, my earliest memories um, from around that time, you know, moving forward. Um, and in this episode, maybe I'll, you know, get to around when I was in elementary school um, and then before I start talking about other things. So another memory that I have of that time, I remember my third birthday very well. Um, I had a Barney birthday cake and I remember it very specifically because there was a Barney and he was like a, this little figurine and he was holding balloons and he was standing on a rainbow and it said, happy third birthday. And it was really cute. And I remember specifically the, the outfit I was wearing. I was, it was like these cotton, the, these cotton white shorts and this cotton white top, um, that matched, but it had like rainbow splatter paint all over it. It was very nineties and I totally loved it cause it glue, it gl- glowed in the dark, really cool under black lights. Um, so I remember that. I remember my birthday, my third birthday. Um, around that time, um, I was living in Clintonville um, in Columbus, Ohio. And um, it was, I have some some fond memories of that time. Um, like I remember uh, we had a next door neighbor. His name was Charlie and he was just like this really old guy. But I think he really enjoyed having me around. And um, I remember like learning to ride my bike on this street and my first bike was like this Barbie bike which was really cool because it had like a Barbie on the a Barbie pouch on the front it had like tons of glitter on it and that was really cool um and Charlie our neighbor was really sweet I don't know if he was if he was um if he was widowed or or what had happened to him but I remember he was always really kind to me and he gave me I remember once he gave me this um it was like a wiener dog stuffed animal but it was made out of this like strange material it was like polyester silk blend of this like little weenie dog and he was like holding this little heart that said I love you it was so cute and I remember playing in my backyard in this at this particular house and I had like this bouncy blue ball it was like a bouncy ball but it had a rabbit's face on it and had like floppy rabbit ears and I remember other things like from being in that time around that time I mean um I like um I remember catching fireflies in the backyard in like pickle jars and I remember once one year we got a really heavy snowstorm and my dad went out into the backyard and built an igloo and he spent like hours on it I remember like staring at him out the window looking at this igloo getting built and I was like oh that looks really cool and then when he finally finished it I was like I was too scared to go inside of it and I just kind of looked at it every day and it started melting a little bit more and more every day and finally a couple of days later I don't know maybe five or six days later the sun was coming out and it was starting to melt 
And I was like, well, I better go in before this melts. And I finally went inside of it before, just before it was getting ready to melt. And I loved it so much. And I was like, why was I so afraid to come in here? I don't know. So, and then I remember when it finally did fell, I think I may have helped the process along once I had gone inside, but, um, very sweet. Um, Another memory I have um, was going to the Knight's Ice Cream um, that was in Clintonville at the time. This is a, a very interesting memory, uh, serving to to show how how good of <laughs> how uh, how much of a my dad a dad my dad was. Um, we always used to go to this Knight's Ice Cream, and I remember I would always get the bubblegum flavor because it was the best. And I remember one day I got this bubblegum ice cream and I was licking it and I had all this gum in my mouth and it was great. And I was like trying to blow bubbles to be like a grown up. And I remember like some gum got stuck on my upper lip and I was, had seen my dad like use like his piece of gum, like if it got stuck somewhere like on your skin to like dab it off. So I tried to do this and, um, that's not really what happened. So I like got this, I had this piece of gum on my lips. So I tried to use the piece, the whole piece of gum to like dab it off. But then the whole wad of gum like got stuck between my fingers and I was like, oh no. So I was like trying to pick it off with my other fingers and then it got all tangled and wrapped up in those ones. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? And then somehow like it got that gum that was on my fingers got in my bangs and I was like, oh my God. And I was like scared to ask for help because I knew I was going to get in trouble. And, but I finally had to ask for help because there was literally, there was gum everywhere and it was all over my hair, all over my face all over my fingers so my dad and typically like my dad like when I was in trouble would just always be like god damn it Scarlett so that's what happened and he and you know parents try lots of things to try and get gum off kids hands or their hair who knows what you know so my dad started with peanut butter and I that definitely did not help it they made things like 10 times worse and then um and then he got pine saw out um, and then he like kind of dumped pine saw on me, like on my hair and on my hands, on this, all of this gum and this peanut butter. And he like tried to like pull it out, but it was just not coming. And, uh, yeah, it just, it ended up turning out that, uh, I, he cut my hair. He just cut my hair with some scissors, I think. And, um, then somehow I like managed to, like once my hands were free from my hair, I was able to kind of like work the gum off of my fingers. Um, yeah, so that is one experience that I can have with my dad that's that's very interesting. Um, another memory that I have um, growing up once I got into elementary school, um, I remember I so I was I, I've always been very independent, um, like as a child um, and as an adult even. Um, I think you know I spent a lot of time alone as a child because my dad just wasn't around. He left really early for work, and there wasn't really I my they were my parents were divorced. My mom lived in Florida, so you know I'd only see her on holidays, um, like school holidays. Um, so I was really just on, on my own. My dad would leave for work super early and I was just like, you know, I was cool to get myself ready and go to school. And, uh, I remember one day I was walking to school and I had like a couple of people that I would walk to school with every once in a while. But I remember there was this one kid I used to walk to school with, um, 
And I remember this one morning specifically, I was walking to school and I didn't see him when I was like walking. So I was like, oh, he must not be walking with me today. And so I just kind of went on my way. And then I finally saw him like way down the sidewalk and he was like yelling at me. He's like, hey, slow down. He's like, I have to show you something. And at this point, I would say I was probably like, I don't know, I was in like first grade. I was like in kindergarten or first grade. So I was like, what, like six or seven? And this kid was, like, my age, too. I think he was, like, the grade below me. So I must have been, like, in first grade, and he has to, had to have been in kindergarten. And um, he comes up to me. He, like, runs up to me. He's like, hey, I have to show you something. And um, he opens his backpack, and I'm just kind of like, what is it? And he pulls out this belt, and he starts beating me with it. And I know, it's really bizarre, right? And, he, what, like, where did this kindergartner get a belt and, like, learn to use it like that? That's the question that I've really asked myself as an adult, and I've come to feel very bad for that child, um, whoever he was when, when that situation happened. Um, but, like, he beat me, and, like, I had welts all over my arms and all over my body. It was kind of crazy. And I just, like, ran to school. I was, like, crying. Oh. And I, like, finally, I got to school. It took me, like, 10 minutes to run there. And like I got to school and I showed my teachers and uh, they were like, oh my God, what happened? And I showed them and obviously they ended up calling my dad and my dad like came to the school and was, oh my God, he was totally irate. And my dad is a very irate person. Like he goes from zero to like 12 very quickly and very easily as you will learn uh, throughout this podcast series. But he was totally irate and it was just, God, what a bizarre situation. And it's, I can't even imagine, like as an adult now, I'm reflecting back like, what the hell happened to this kid to make him like think to do this to the person that he walks to school with? So bizarre. Um, Yeah. That was weird. Um, Other things that happened to me when I was a kid, and I think, also, I think this podcast is going to kind of be like stream of consciousness, so if that bothers you, sorry, this podcast is, you know, I think that's just going to be what it is. I'm just going to keep kind of talk about things that happened to me, and more things will probably flow to my mind. Um, So, yeah, that happened. Another uh, memory I have from when I was younger Um, And particularly related to the fact that I spent a lot of time alone, especially in the mornings, like when I was getting ready to walk to school. Um, At one point, uh, children's services got called on my dad. um, And I'd say at this point, I was probably in like second grade, maybe second or third grade. And I remember I got called down to the office once, um, just like during the school day. And this lady was talking to me. She told me she was from children's services, which I didn't really know what that meant, but I had a feeling I was going to get in trouble for it. And... um, she was just kind of, like, asking me questions about my family, like, what I did in the morning, like, who was around, like, where was my dad, and I kind of told her what I did in the mornings, like, I got up, and I ate breakfast, and I got myself ready, and I walked to school, and then I would go home, and I would make myself a snack, and I would do my homework and wait till my dad got home, and anyways, she was kind of asking me about my family members, and, like, where my closest relatives were and stuff, and anyways, she, I remember she told me she was going to call my, my house and leave a voicemail, um, to talk to my dad. And I was like, okay. And I was so scared. I was like, I'm going to get in so much trouble. I don't know why this lady got called. And I was so terrified that like I was going to get in so much trouble. And I remember getting home and seeing that there was like a voicemail, like it was blinking on our, like our sound recorded or on like our little cassette recorded thing. And I, but I had no idea how to use it. And I was like, oh God, I want to delete this, but I didn't know how. So like my dad got home and I, my heart was like pounding. I remember this really specifically and him listening to her voicemail. 
and like saying that children's service had, had come and talked to me and then he called me out and was like what happened today and I told him what happened and he was like oh fuck he's like we're going to your school right now and <laughs> he packed me up in the car and we went back to my school and I don't I can't remember if it was that day or like the next day but I have a feeling he was he's very impulsive so I'm pretty sure it was probably that same day and we went back to he like put me in the car and like we went and drove back to the school and we went into the principal's office and I remember and I remember her face perfectly and he was like who the fuck was in here talking to my daughter nobody has the right to come in here and talk to my daughter about anything and like I don't even remember what she said I just remember like the look on my principal's face and I remember my dad being like, whoever was in here, I'm going to rip them a new asshole. And I just remember the look on the principal's face. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Um, but also, like, reflecting back, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have been alone during those times. Like, I was – yes, I did. I was totally fine. I'm very independent. But, like, you shouldn't probably be letting your, like, six- or seven-year-old kid, like – get home by get like you know get ready by themselves at home in the morning and shortly after after that I uh my dad actually did start sending me over to our neighbor's house in the morning and I'd go over there like when he was leaving for work around like five and then I'd go like back to sleep on their couch and you know hang out there until until later uh when they'd get me up for school and then I just walked to school um and then once I got a little bit older, there were a couple of kids in our neighborhood. I remember there was this one kid who lived on our street. Um, and my dad, he was a few years older than me. He was like, when I was in, I don't know, when I was in like first grade, first or second grade, he was in like fifth or sixth grade. And my dad hired him to like babysit me in the morning. And like, I have very few good memories of this. Like, I remember he would come over and like, um, he like my dad would leave and he'd be like hey he's like I need some money for to like buy candy at school today and I had this like Barney uh like piggy bank and he would like go into my bedroom and he'd be like I need some of your money and I was just like little and I was like okay and like every single day he would like go into my room and like take all of the money out of my like take money out of my piggy bank and I like he did it every single day and I think he eventually ended up taking all of my money um then I remember this other time, like, he, like, locked me in my basement and, like, like, pretended like he left. And, like, I am terrified. At the time, I was terrified of basements, especially that one. I thought it was haunted. And I just remember, like, banging on the door and he, like, put a chair on the outside of it so I couldn't get out. So I was, like, stuck in the basement. And I was, like, screaming and crying. I was, like, oh, my God, let me out. And he just, like, he, like, front shut the door, like, the front door to, like, make it sound like he left. And I was just screaming and crying and for, like, five minutes before he finally came back and was, like, laughing at me. What a dick. He was a total dick. And I'm, like, I don't know why. And I never told my dad about it. And I, I don't know why. I feel like he probably just wouldn't give a shit because that, that sounds like something that he would not give a shit about. Um, but yeah, he, he was so, he was fucking mean. And my dad always, and like my dad paid him. Like, I remember he, he babysat me for a while and for like a year, I think. And like that year at Christmas, he got him like a PlayStation. And I'm like, fuck that. What a dick. So anyways, I hated that babysitter and he was a total tool. Um, other memories I have from around this time, a good one. I remember, um, I used to have this, um, there used to be these, um, these bushes in our front yard, they were um, hydrangea bushes. And I remember they would get really big and beautiful in the springtime. And I 
loved them and I would go out there in the springtime and there was like space between them there was like you know maybe like a foot of space underneath them and I used to build like little nests underneath them and being like maybe an animal will come and live in these and I can like look at the animals that come and live in my little nests that I built under these flowers um and actually believe it or not like a duck family a duck actually came and like had her chicks under there and it was so cool I loved it and like I really I really have good memories of spending time in my yard when I was younger it was just such a nice time where I could like be alone and like be out in nature and not really have to worry about anything and not have to worry about my dad I remember like watering our garden and we had like the mirror we had like miracle grow add-on that we used to add on to our hose so I remember like watering our flowers and that was really nice and there was like blue water and I thought that was really cool and uh and it was great so yeah I I remember spending a lot of really nice time um in my yard it was really great um I remember we had like this really big garden in the backyard and we grew strawberries and vegetables and that was really nice um and speaking of our backyard then um I totally just had this memory um so this one time my dad bought this really big ass spatula like for your grill and (laughs) it was huge and he still has it to this day um as far as I know he bought this big ass spatula and he, he, it wouldn't fit in any of like the drawers in the kitchen. And I remember him just like slamming this, like slamming the drawers, trying to fit this fucking spatula into it and it just wouldn't fit. And he just got, he just like had a fucking temper tantrum and he took the spatula and, and he opened up his the the window of in, in his room because his room faced the backyard he opened up the window and he fucking threw it out the backyard and like he tried to throw it over the fence because we had like this we had this privacy fence and on the other side there was like this apartment complex and he like tried to throw it over the fence but he missed like he didn't make it over because there were like pine trees and I think the trees stopped this damn spatula and I remember I found that spatula like two weeks later he had just fucking left it there but he was happy to get it back and he still has it this is now like 20 something years later he still has this damn spatula um another memory I have from our backyard I recall um one time one morning I was like out in the yard and I found this baby squirrel in the yard at the bottom of a tree at the bottom of one of our trees and I was so excited it was so cute and it hadn't opened its eyes yet and I remember there were these like white hard things on it which as an adult I asked I asked somebody about this and there were some kind of worms and like if that at that point you know they said that you know if they had had that like the, it was probably going to die but I remember we tried to feed it for a little while like we gave it cow's milk and then um I think my dad realized like we couldn't keep this baby squirrel um and we had this like big ass compost pile in our backyard and uh he like went and put it out in the compost pile when it was still it was it was alive but it, it wasn't there for very long so I think I went to go check on it like later that day or like the next day and it was like gone and my dad's like I think a squirrel's mom came and got it but pretty sure like a vulture like a damn cat came and ate that baby squirrel poor thing anyways so yeah those are some those are some memories of my early childhood I don't want to get like too graphic into uh, to the uh, to the really graphic gross stuff yet um oh wait but I just did think of this one this one thing that happened that I'll and I'll leave it at I'm going to tell the story and then I'll leave it at that um kind of leading into to next week's episode um 
so this this event is kind of I feel like an intimation of how I would become the um, very sex positive sexual person I am today. Um, I remember I was in, I think I was in like third grade and there was a kid in my class and we kind of like had a crush on each other. And one day, like during reading, um, he, like we were kind of like sitting on a carpet, like we were sitting on a carpet and the teacher was at the front of the room reading. And like he and I were in the back, like in the corner. And like, I remember he like put his hand on my leg and he like ran his hand up my leg and I, then he like touched my vagina and I'm like, looking back now I'm like what the hell how did this kid learn how to do this or where did this kid learn how to do this but yeah I was in like third grade and this kid he like stuck his hand up my up my dress and it's like touching my vagina and I remember feeling like really hot and flush and my vagina was like getting really vasodilated and I'm like oh my god what is this I really like this kid and then I remember like seeing some other kids on the carpet like turn around um and be like oh gross look what they're doing but I was like, whatever, you guys aren't, you're just not cool enough for this. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so that that's something really strange and silly. And we tried to, um, we had talked about, like, we came up with a scheme, like, to where I was going to, like, go camping in a tent in our backyard. And um, he was, like, going to sneak over because he lived in the, those, remember how I said that there are apartments, like, behind the fence in our backyard, yeah, there were some, like, apartment complexes, and he lived in those. So he we came up with this scheme to where I would, like, camp out in a tent in my backyard, and he would, like, come to my tent, and I was like, well, what are you going to do? Like, what are we going to do if you come over? And he's like, well, there's only one thing to do if we, like, get into a tent and we're, like, sleeping together. And I was like, what? And he's like, you know, we could have sex. And I was like, okay. I didn't, I didn't, I sort of knew what it was, but I sort of didn't at the time. But I was like, okay. And uh, so anyways, I went home that day and I asked my dad, I'm like, hey dad, this weekend, can I like put the tent out in the backyard and like sleep in the backyard? And he was like, no. So anyways, that, that squashed that dream. So I didn't have sex in my backyard when I was in third grade with some boy that lived behind the, behind the privacy fence in the apartment complex, which it's probably for the best. Um, yeah, so that, let's, let's wrap that up for my memories for today. Um, and I think next time I'll kind of get more, get more into, um, some stories that are kind of, um, threads that run throughout my entire life, um, and kind of like have, uh, have things happen. They're kind of things that have happened in my life early on that have, you know, that have kind of carried on to my whole entire life. So, um, yeah, let's leave it there. Um, I do want to share one thing that I really just tended to close this out nicely. One of my favorite books from my childhood was called Rosebud. Um, and who wrote that? Hold on. Let me look it up really quick. Cause it is one of my favorite books and I still have it. Um, and it, hold on. I'm really, I'm just going to type this right here quick. I'm going to Google it really fast. Hang on just one second. Rosebud. Children's book ed emberly yes okay this book is awesome and you guys should totally check this book out this book totally um 
shaped my childhood it's basically about this turtle who's super introverted just like me and she like lived with all of these other turtles and they were all mean to her and she didn't like it um so she tried to she ran away from somehow she got out of her damn pet shop and like went out into the wild and like did all sorts of things to try and fit in with other animals um she like tried to fit in with some like birds and some like monkeys and she like put fur on and put feathers on and like she couldn't find anywhere to get where she fit in and then at the end of the book um she gets caught by these fishermen who are collecting turtles um and she gets taken to a pet shop and they like paint this pretty flower on her back and she gets like put into this bowl and feed fresh lettuce every day um yeah and she kind of was like fancy gal and she like lived in her nice china bowl at this like fancy boutique pet shop and I'm like fuck that is what I want to be like when I grow up I'm like I want to have my nice damn bowl with my nice fancy salad and have a really cool have a really cool flower tattoo so check that book out it's called Rosebed by Ed Emberley um well thank you so much for being here today this is just a brief introduction first episode just kind of easing into things here um, I would love for you to come back and listen, um, and things will unfortunately get, get darker, I think fairly quickly here moving into next week's episode, but I think I'm also, like I said, I'm going to try and share, share things that, you know, were kind of hopeful for me during dark times in my life and, um, kind of the lessons I've learned and taken away, taken away from, uh, you know, the kind of the, the things and the events that happened to me as a child. Um, and hopefully they bring some inspiration and some joy to you. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to our, to my first episode and yeah, thank you again. Take care. See you next week. Bye-bye.